It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, it's a huge few months of cricket coming up. Obviously, in October, the ICC One Day International World Cup is on, which you will hear every ball live and exclusive on Talk 100.3. But come January, we're into Season 2 of the second most watched cricket league in India and around the world, the DP World ILT20. I'm so, I was excited for the first season, Neil. I'm even more excited for the second season. Well, I mean, see, this is what happens with every tournament, right? If you have the right pieces in place, it just gets bigger and better. And ILT20 starts started off on the right note and I'm so sure with the addition of the players like Shaheen Shafri, the David Warner, Ambati Raidu and a certain David White, I think we'll get <laughs> yeah. it all right. Well, our next guest is the new Chief Executive Officer of the DP World ILT20. He was previously the CEO of New Zealand Cricket for 12 years, where under him uh, the Kiwis went to two World Cup finals, won the World Test Championship and were crowned the nice guys of world cricket by everyone except Australia. <laughs> uh, but uh, in his career, he, uh, we didn't really want to touch on his career, but he played two tests, including against Wakar Yunus and Wazir Makram. Uh, David Wake, congratulations on the, on the position and thank you for joining us here in the studios. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it and excited about the opportunity. And what was it like facing Wazi Makram and Wakar Yunus? Yeah, I was talking about it before. It was back in 1990. Um, Karachi was my debut. And wow. uh, I'll never forget, it was Martin Crowe's birthday. He was our captain. So he thought it'd be a nice, good idea. It was a green wicket and he thought he'd bat first to get 100 for his dad, which we as openers didn't really enjoy. But... Um, no, it was fantastic, and, and my record was not very good, but it was a great honour to play against Wacker and Wazim. Oh, no doubts about that. I know Wakar and Wasim uh, at their peak were menacing. Even today, if you actually ask Wasim to uh, come out and bowl, he'll still be as good. But tell me something, David. You know, being a cricketer and then getting into an ad- administrative role, not many people are able to do that. Most of them get into coaching or they get into commentary. But getting into administration, was that like an inner calling or was that like a little push that, hey, David, do it? Yeah, it was an interesting one for me. I was playing cricket professionally and I kind of figured that I wasn't going to be a long-term international player. So I went back when I was 28 and did an accountancy degree. And uh, I, I, the first administration I got involved in was rugby. rugby. So I was the inaugural uh, CEO of the Hurricanes in the Super 12 and then the Blues. And then I did Bristol rugby. 
And um, then I came back to New Zealand cricket, which was a passion of mine, and it was a natural job for me to do, which uh, I've really enjoyed for 12 years. What a, what a, what a career. Uh, now you found yourself in Dubai. Uh, what was it about this job that really a- attracted you to come here and take on the role for the DP World ILT20? I think the opportunity. Um, I think Dubai and the league has got everything. It's got three fantastic grounds, great wickets, great practice wickets, a fantastic time of the year for the climate. Right. Um, the players love it because they don't have to travel like the other leagues. So I thought it was a really cool opportunity, something that I'm really looking forward to. And, and I know they did a, a good job the first year, yep. but I think you know our, our aim now is to really take it to another level, and I'm really excited about the opportunity. And, and obviously with these great players and you've got these fantastic clubs, but so what do you think are some of the big challenges? Is it, is it trying to get some big crowds for that 6.30 start? Is that... The fact that we're playing a lot of this cricket where traditionally in a lot of countries it's summer holidays and school holidays and you don't have that, you know, to play with. What are some of the challenges facing the league? I think my take on it is that from a cricket point of view, it went well. The uh, conditions were good. um, No issues there. The standard of the players was good. Although, as you said before, I think the the talent has stepped up this year. Uh, as well as not only the international talent, but I also think the local UAE talent has stepped up as well. Our big challenge, no question, is to fill the stadiums, mm-hmm. get fans engaged, um, you know, to, to try and build some rivalry between Abu Dhabi, Sharjah and Dubai and work closely with the franchises to do that. And I think now the, the team did a great job last year, but I think now our focus over the next few months is to gre- really create that fan engagement and to get fans into the ground and, and, and you know, promote the game. You know, you mentioned about uh, the the domestic talent doing well. Uh, There is a tournament that's coming up, the development tournament, with 300-plus entries coming in. You've picked up 84 uh, lads who will be playing uh, across six teams. Could you tell us more about that? What was the thought behind this developmental uh, uh, tournament? I think the development tournament is fantastic. So last night, there was was an auction, if you like, uh, or a draft of 300 players put their name forward of which 84 players were mm-hmm. selected. Um, of those 84 players, 13 are going to go on and represent one of the franchises. It's a fantastic opportunity and a great development tool. I've been really impressed with the talent that right. I've seen. If you look at a, an example like young um, Ian Khan, oh, 17, um, played for in the golf, uh, the golf capital, or the golf, sorry, the, the golf giants last year. Um, then went on to play international cricket for UAE and um, played great against New Zealand. They oh, beat them in a T20. Incredible that was. And I actually went to Qatar on Saturday and mm. watched them play where they beat Saudi. And he bowled beautifully. This kid's a talent. And there's a lot more of them apparently. So I think the depth of talent is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So the aim of the league not only is to build cricket here, but is also to bring the local talent through. And I think there's a lot of it. You, when you say that, you know, to, to, to build talent and you come from a full member nation where, you know, there is enough and more support coming in, where do you see is the gap for between a full member nation and associate nation as far as talent development is concerned? To be quite honest, I don't think it's that much about talent. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot of cricketers here and they're very talented. Um, I think it's just um, the exposure to the international game. Right. And, you know, if, if, if we can play more games of uh, the likes of New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got a big series coming up in Nepal in October, um, it's just getting exposure to the international game. And the league, 
the you know the league that the guys can play in in, mm-hmm. in January is going to be a fantastic opportunity for them to develop as well. Look, I'm looking forward to it. 19th of January it starts, uh, Season 2 of the DP World uh, ILT20. And it's going to be uh, a big 34-match cricketing extravaganza. Have, have you got a side? Are you able to pick a team to get behind, David? No, no, no. I'm very neutral. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be very supportive of everyone. But, um, you know, it's going to be tremendously exciting. And like you said before, you know, David Warner, Shaheen Afridi, Shadab Khan, up to, yeah. to complement yeah. the likes of you know Hales and Bolt, right? Uh, before so tremendous players. Well, when it comes down to the scheduling of the tournament, every cricket administrator says the the hardest thing is just how do we find time to have a tournament? How do we find time to make the players a- available? Um, but you're sort of uniquely placed there um, in that the the Australian T20 League finishes just a couple of days um, after the nineteenth. Do you see that as a one of the advantages alongside the location of where we are in Dubai to attract the players? I think it's a really interesting question and an interesting time for cricket. I think that the leagues can coexist with bilateral cricket. Mm-hmm. And uh, in January 19, um, like you say, the, the Aussie League would have finished pretty much. Pakistan League wouldn't have started. And of course, the players in England aren't playing at that time. Right. There might be a little bit of international cricket going on, but it is a fantastic time of the year. But also the, the weather conditions in Dubai just are just beautiful yeah. and perfect. And I know the players really enjoy coming here. Yeah, well, I think you made that great point. We were we spoke to Marcus Stoinis, and he flew out last year. And then when he he and a few of the players from the Sharjah Warriors said they were staying on a hotel on the Palm, <laughs> enjoying the pool on the days off, I was like, oh, I can see why this would be attractive for a lot of the players in January. Absolutely, and what they can also do is bring their families because mm-hmm. they don't have to travel. So for a True. month, you um, you know, you can have good quality family time play great cricket as well, and enjoy everything this part of the world's got. Uh, your work as the head of New Zealand cricket for 12 years, leading into this, uh, I've spoken to the guys a, a lot here trying to tell them, you know, New Zealand's predominantly a rugby country. Um, Used and, to be. Oh, <laughs> they lost to France on the weekend. But, but, I mean, the All Blacks are part of the DNA of every, of every New Zealander. Um, and, and cricket is, as, is popular, but it's not, nowhere near rugby. Um, what are those challenges that you bring where you're not the dominant sport in a country help you those lessons to taking a job like no, this? No, firstly, as an Australian, I was brave to mention rugby, but we won't go there. <laughs> you're doing better than us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, we've actually made tremendous progress with cricket. Uh, we, we own the summer in New Zealand. Um, the team has done incredibly well over the last you know, five, six, seven, eight years. Yep. Um, and uh, they're well supported by the public now. Of course, rugby is very much in the DNA. But um, quite interesting in New Zealand at the moment, um, the NRL team, the Warriors, have just made the top four as well. They play Brisbane this weekend. So that's rugby league, yeah. Yeah, the, the other rugby kind. league. And so it's quite massive in New Zealand as well. So they play Brisbane on Saturday night for the semi-final, I think. So yep. league is big, um, as is rugby, obviously, and, and cricket is big as well. And and in, in your time, what were you most proud of? Was it the World Test Championship that you oversaw? Was was it was it the just the the way internationally New Zealand was suddenly well renowned as this uh, as this 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 tough side that perhaps previously they weren't given the recognition they possibly should in the eighties and nineties? Yeah, I think as a administrator, CEO, yeah. you know, I'm really proud that we're able to transform the organisation from you know pretty much subsistence living to being sustainable commercially as well so we can compete with all the countries around the world Um, but from a playing point of view our talent uh, we've got good talent we've got good depth now 
to make the last uh, two World Cup finals and the world, win the World Test Championship is mm-hmm. something I'm incredibly proud of. And it is um, not by accident. We've worked really hard on our pathways, our talent ID, and um, New Zealand cricket's in a good place. Oh, incredibly is. Now, you mentioned something about being in a good zone commercially as well. For for the DP World Isle T20, would there be a little bit of your focus on uh, making it a commercial success as well? Absolutely. I, I think um, it is incredibly important, important that the league is sustainable mm-hmm. from a commercial point of view as well. We've got some you know great partners. DP World, for right. example, has, has come on board. We've got Z doing the broadcast. But I think... Um, you know, in association with the franchises, we've got to build that commercial model mm-hmm. to make it sustainable. So that's going to be a big focus of mine is uh, driving um, revenue through sponsorship, uh, fan engagement, like I said before, but also making it sustainable for the franchises. Yeah, and is that hard locally that people might just see this as a, as a television product to be able to say that we've got brands here, cricketing sides that are connecting with the audience to help a brand find that commercial value? I think that we need to develop the vehicles for the the brands uh, in the UAE to um, get exposure as well and something we're working on at the moment but I, I just think it's a massive opportunity when you mm-hmm. you, you know you, you drive in Dubai look at the number of companies no, you it's massive and the population and we've got we've just got to switch the button to make sure people know it's on get fans excited mm-hmm. and get them to come along to the games as well and get to corporates to invest in the competition I mean, it's it's a very unique position that we sit in here in the UAE with a massive expat population that we have. You know, you spoke about so many people, and but, but they all come from different countries. So the spread of word of a tournament, which is essentially an, a UAE tournament, but has connections with countries like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, inherently, because there are people from those countries maybe playing for UAE. Right. So does that also tell you that, hey, maybe the communication has to be going out, not just within UAE, but outside UAE to India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka as well? Yeah, absolutely. But I think first and foremost, we need to focus on the UAE. Mm -hmm. We need to to be diverse in our approach. Of course, we've got to attract Indian, Pakistan, Bangladeshi, uh, Afghan people as well. But we've also, like you said, got a big expat population who love sport. You look at the people that go to the sevens or the tennis sure. or the golf. Somehow, you know, we've got to engage those people as well mm-hmm. and, and address the whole population of Dubai because there's massive opportunity here. If we can get the word out there that people can come along, have a great experience, yeah. a great time, whether you're a family or a corporate, or a bunch of mates, um, we've got to provide that vehicle for them. Yeah, I, th- I think it's right. I do know, uh, particularly of some English families, where the dad's... Yeah, flew to London to take their kids to the Ashes, yeah. but hadn't taken them to a, a T20 match. So the fans are here. It's about trying to find a way to connect with them. That's right, and that's our that's our that's our opportunity. And, and I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of work in the schools as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have a school competition and doing a lot of engagement with schools. We're going to introduce something that you would have seen in Australia a lot. We're going to have children playing matches on the ground before the games. Before the games, right. Getting that engagement. Yeah. Gets mums there, take mums the kids, dads, sisters are there. Yeah, everyone. Yep, they're all there. So we're going to do that as well, just to get that the whole community involved. Uh, so I'm really excited about the opportunity. I think it's, it's endless. Well, we're looking forward to it. 19th of January, Season 2 kicks off for the DP World ILT20. The Chief Executive Officer, David White, has uh, been in the studios. Congratulations on the roll. Good luck with the success. And uh, hopefully we catch up to you uh, before the start of the season. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to coming on again. Thank you for the opportunity. TSB Talk Sport Business here on Talk 100.3. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.